everybody, and welcome to the Bit Effect. Today, we got some varmint vampires to take care of. Let's rustle up a posse. Yeah. Can tell you've not warmed up. No, no, that is that is really not warmed up. <laughs> My good friends, Luke. Hello there. And Craig. Howdy, partner. At least somebody did it. Thank you. All right. So, Weird West, gentlemen. Um, we're going to try to keep this spoiler free, but that's not going to work. So here is your preemptive warning because <laughs> the narrative is really intertwined with the gameplay here. So if you haven't played this yet, you may want to... Give us a pause. Craig, read me some stats and let's crack on. Crack a whip. Yeehaw. Are you, are you sure you want me to do the stats? I didn't want you to stall, but if you have to stall to get to the stats, that's cool. was accusing about stuff. Weird West was released on the 31st of March 2022, uh, developed by Wolf Eye Studios, and also an individual lone wolf named Raphael Colantonio, published by Devolver Digital, who never skip a beat, which is quite good, and released on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Windows. And yeah, it's it's kind of an action role-playing game, top-down, western, shooty, real-time awesomeness. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a weird, isometric, immersive sim thingy mm, bomb. Yeah. Um, I have no history with Wolf Eye because they're a new studio, which mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, it seems to be made up by a bunch of guys from a bunch of different backgrounds that are all yeah. kind of intermingled, and it well, makes sense. That, Raphael... Raphael Colantonio uh, founded Arcane. Yeah. Hence the Dishonored shite and stuff like that. Um, You did use the right word to describe Dishonored. So, guys, <gasps> more importantly, uh, what were your thoughts going into this? For me, this was just something where I saw a trailer and went, hey, that looks kind of cool. And that was it. Oh, I, I was the same. I saw a trailer. I was like, yeah. I like things like Wasteland and Desperados and, uh, you know, what you call it, Stealthy Mixed Shadow Tactics and all this kind of stuff. And thought, hmm, why not? If it was pure Western, if this was just normal West and you just role-played in the West, I probably wouldn't be as attracted to it. But the fact that from the trailer you had pigmen and, you know, weird voodoo shit and 
dead, undead people and everything. Like, that totally got me. I like that setting of Western weirdness. Uh, so I, I was hella excited to play it, meant to buy it, meant to play it. It came out in Game Pass, downloaded it, never played it. And then I bought it on PlayStation uh, because I wanted to sit in my living room <laughs> and play it in the Xboxes upstairs. So that was me. Luke! What? <laughs> I don't understand the whole not just taking the Xbox downstairs thing, but because uh, that's what I, I know, did to play this. <laughs> <laughs> just, there's cables and oh, right, yeah. moving. Uh, yeah, this kind of did it all for me. Funky narrator, like cool. Uh, this like cell shaded design, almost um, point down. I don't know what you'd call it, but yeah, like cool, supernatural western. Yeah. Totally up my street, and yeah. uh, I think we all three saw the trailer on the same night. We're like, whoa, that looks cool! So, yeah, I know um, there were like three messages shooting back and forth to each other. Yeah, going, oh, hey. yeah, and um, the fact that it, it pulls in twin stick shooting, which is my favorite all time thing to do, is twin stick shooting and matrix diving. Oh, and it's like, oh my god, this this game is perfect, <laughs> of course, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I picked up on Game Pass, I think, on the first week it came out, and uh, yeah, it was. It's, all right, so uh, which one of you guys wants to explain, like, the minute-by-minute minute what you're doing in this? Because it is a bit of an odd duck. I can go for it. Yeah. give it a bash if you just want to backfill it. Sure. But basically, minute-by-minute, minute, you start off in the Wild West, and you are a woman, a previous bounty hunter who has hung up your guns, uh, and your husband is kidnapped, and you pick up your guns, and that is the start of your journey. So it takes place in a kind of open-towned Wild West setting where you can travel from town to town, interact with townspeople, sheriffs, bounty boards to pick up bounties. You can talk to people to pick up side quests and clues. And generally speaking, role-play and explore your way around many, many, many Western towns that kind of all look the same. I was going to say, many, many named (laughs) towns, not so many, many actual towns. Um, yeah, so th- that that is the main aim of the game. If you inc- you can, uh, there's an over, know, a map overworld where you travel between places. You can either walk, which takes ages, or you eventually get a horse. You got a horse if you pre-ordered the game for free at the start, which would have been amazing. <laughs> uh, you can be you ambushed. Saved you what, like fifteen minutes tops? Yeah, yeah, I got one really early on. Yeah, yeah me too. The the horse was called Guybrush or something. I can't remember. It was really cool. Anyway. Um, it might have been called Roach. Don't know. I can't think who the best horse is in any games. But it might be Roach. Uh, hey, Roach. So yeah, yeah. You get ambushed. You go town to town. You figure out things. You get clues, and that's that's it at the core of it. It's an RPG where you are exploring your way about the place. It has an openness to it, so you can come across a pretty main character during the story. And straight up kill them, Dishonored style. You can mm-hmm. just randomly uh, kill anyone you want. If someone has the information you need, you don't need to do what they want you to do. You can just shoot them in the face. Now, therein lies the first discussion point I have, okay? So, um, this is very much an 0451 game, right? Um, or it tries to be. I don't think it quite pulls it off. Does any of that lend anything to this for you guys? Um, like For me it does because I like a role play that gives you options like your Dishonoreds and for me this struck like Outer Wilds to the max because there's parallels with Outer Wilds where you get to a town and there's a mayor 
that wants to twist your arm to go and do something bad. And that happens in this game. You cut your first main story mission is to go to see a mayor who wants you to do something bad. And the joy in me is not doing what that guy wants you to do. It's figuring out how the hell to get the best resolution, which there is. And that's where I thought, great, this game is for me because there is a resolution that means you don't do the thing the, the dick wants you to do. You don't outright shoot him in the face because I'm not that way inclined. There is a third option, which I think, Dave, you must have messaged me at some point and said, is there a third option? And I was like, <laughs> well, Dave, there is. <laughs> uh, the, third, the third option is the bit that keeps me going in these kind of games. Okay, like, um, out of curiosity... When it comes to things like, because here's here's my problem, things in O four five ones games that make them fun tends to be stat driven, right? Like you uh, have fun in Deus Ex because oh I'm gonna go this build or I'm gonna go this build. In this, there's not really builds. Like you can't have a charisma hero, you can't have a agility hero. This is very much almost the O four five one feels a little bit sh- horseshoed in. Yeah, to it. It's, it. Yeah, it's never really decided by dialogue other than at key moments. So there is no charm, charisma, talking. You can't talk your way around a scenario. This is the Wild West. Nobody talks their way out of a situation in the Wild West. You grunt and you shoot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What, the, what the freedom comes from is from figuring out the piece of the puzzle. that gets, it's, it's from finding that extra way to do it. And also mobility plays a quick part because you can upgrade jumping, which I was all for. Yeah. You can jump the height of buildings, which means you can immediately jump onto a roof, throw a rope down a chimney and sneak in, or jump onto a balcony or do this. I love all that. Yeah, it's cool. Oh. I think I think they also do um like the the different routes or decisions it's not as open as you think, because like if you don't do set things, they will kind of They'll give you a second opportunity to do it later on, or you you know like you maybe a character like the mayor, for example, if you choose not to get rid of him in the first chapter, in the second or third chapter, you have the option of like cleaning up, um, which is kind of cool yep. in a way, I guess. Like they they need to keep those story beats going, but yeah, it it didn't to me have the same feel as a Dishonored or a Deus Ex, like for like in in both of those you end up getting to know characters before you make decisions about them. Mm, Here, mm. it's very much just, uh, here's kind of a stereotypical situation because you know this genre, you know kind of how it's going to work. And then you base it on that. But like my take on that is very much in the, this is like a small studio first ever game type thing where they they have to compromise somewhere and like the shooting and the looting and all that kind of stuff is all fairly solid and it does fall down a week it's not a meaty rpg but you can play to like a renegade or a paragony type playthrough you can be a good person in it but there's really only two choices well um, and yeah, yeah yeah don't mistake what i'm saying like for a a freshman effort this is really good yeah, there's prob- I, I think there's problems with it, which I'm, I'd like to point out. But overall, this is a very good first game to come out of a new studio. Um, I think that if they had taken out the 0451 <laughs> stuff and instead put in, I don't know, leveling, 
Because there does come a point in this game uh, where you just get tired of killing people, which I never thought I'd yeah. say, because there's really no benefit to it. I didn't kill a lot of people. <laughs> I killed, I think it was like 1,300 by the end of the game. Oh, uh, no, I was I was under 100. Oh! Uh, yeah, I was down Dave Street as well. Like. Fuck, you know. See, my, my thing was, the great example, like, if we keep any story stuff to the first chapter, where you have to rescue your husband, that final mission is a sprawling mine with lots of people patrolling and the everything's there to yeah. help you. There's vision cones, there's alert meters, there's everything. I spent an inordinate... I quick saved at the start and spent an inordinate amount of time getting to my husband and getting out without being spotted. That's at least, you know, like 50 or 60 kills off my kill count. And it would have been quicker to shoot everyone, but it's... Yeah, For me, I went it's not in as with satisfying uh, that. a shotgun in one hand, a rifle in the other, and a stick of dynamite in my teeth. <laughs> um, I, did you ever? Did you ever do your usual like sneak until caught and then shoot everyone, or did you I just did. go straight in? Now there, okay. there were a couple times. Um, I don't want to mention them specifically, but do you remember where you get to like a mining site and you have to find something that's underneath a crate? Yeah, that, that's like half the game. Yeah. <laughs> I did, I did that kind of like Batman stealth where it's like, okay, okay, I'm gonna... Yeah, when you play as the um, the guy with the bow. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I did do a little more stealth there, but in the end, I was like, eh, eh. I, I guess here, here's my uh, question then. In terms of character development, there's not a very high ceiling for you to work towards. Like, once you get a good gun and you upgrade it, you're done. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, did that, it, even to the point where, like, once you've got a good gun... And you've upgraded it. Just keep on giving it to the next character that you play with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hand it down like an heirloom. You're like, and now yeah. it's your turn. <laughs> Where's um, my previous character? Right, let's go there. As soon as that character starts, and yet. Um, did did you guys find that that kind of bored you a little bit? Because for me, that that's what I enjoyed the most. It was okay. I need to go find gold to upgrade my gun, and then I'm gonna get these perks. But once I got all the perks from the the cards. Um, I was kind of like, oh, okay, I don't have to explore anymore. Yeah, I didn't really upgrade my guns that much. And I, I didn't, the way the upgrade system works with the cards is you can upgrade things that persist across the entire game. I just upgraded jumping and my posse strength and something else that seemed... Oh, your surprise attack. So you can get like a plus 100% damage on a surprise attack. That, with a bow and sneaking, meant <laughs> you could you could, de- you could hitman sneak your way through a level just like f-dump, 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 wow. killing everyone. And it was amazing as well. So I, I didn't do a lot of upgrading. I didn't, and this, I don't know if this is good or bad, but I didn't upgrade any of the character-specific stuff on the left because I knew it wasn't persistent. Not to mention, it was. Uh, I did I did finally um, check that out. So while we were uh, messaging each other back and forth about this game, I had the question of, okay, so if you, let us say, upgrade um, Jane's... What, what, what upgrade does she have? She has something that was good. I don't remember. Anyway, hmm. one of her personal upgrades, will the CPU use it if you have them as a party member oh, later on? And yeah. they do. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Pigman was using some of the stuff uh, that I bought for him. Um, okay, so hold on. Yeah, uh, really yeah, quick, I, I think should... that might be one of my... Sorry, go. No, 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 no. Go, go right ahead. I was going to 
pull us back a bit. Uh, well, I, I think that might be one of my complaints. Is like the so you, you obviously play as different characters and you can you can pick different abilities. You get four abilities that you can put one point into to to be able to use that ability, but. When I played the character and then I saw the computer play it, because you can basically, like, as you progress through the game, you, you you get you have to play a different character, but you can go and meet the old character that you played and they'll join your team. Um, I don't know, I just find, like, the way the computer played the, played the character was, like, a lot different from how I did it. And I don't think... I, I think that's maybe part of the game's problem, is it doesn't... It doesn't explain it or it doesn't make it worthwhile like you know you as you guys are saying like i'll go 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 back and find my old character pick up his old gun and just continue as i was doing rather than like i, I don't feel like i got involved with the the spells as such is that just me um, no. oh no no i i didn't do any so when you hold down r1 and you get your special abilities for <laughs> yeah. like quick shot i didn't use any of them i know I where you're any yeah. of them um, <laughs> you know, like I they sound cool but uh, overall, I was just my AP meter was purely on dodging, dodge, 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 hide, dodge, shoot. That's it. Well, like, I, so I, it's, it's no, I was just saying, like, I, I get the whole the whole conversation we're having just now is about how as good a game as it is in an RPG genus RGP. No, I nearly got through not saying that. It's not very de- deep in terms of levelling abilities or general stuff, because you've, there's workarounds for everything, like levelling up a gun and passing it on. I, I, it's nice having it. I think it's good. And I'm maybe on the hardest of hard difficulties, you might need all that shit. I don't know. Well, um, I, I'm kind of like coming from a different tack, of like, that part feels bolted on. Mm, um, the fact that yeah. th- there were skill trees and none of us cared... That yeah. says something of like, oh, you guys, something doesn't work. I think for me, some of it was you got to do some weird monster hunter finger gymnastics to get that to work because you got to pull out your gun. You have to oh, aim with yeah. the right stick. Yeah. Then you have to tap R1 and then hit the button. It's like, boy, that it just was clunky to use. Mm. I think if there was uh, you have, you know, R1, if you tapped it, it did one assigned, you know, super move. Rather than the menu, if you just if you could tap it and it would do the one where you shot six bullets into one person's face at once. Well, this was my idea. Like, like I have struggled with the camera the entire game. Why they gave you control of the camera on the right stick at all times is weird. Like, they could have done like older games do where if you flick the right stick, then it pulls out your gun and aims it without you having to hold L2. Uh, okay. And you could have had L2 for quick abilities instead of having to do that weird finger gymnastics. Did you guys f- uh, have trouble I, with the camera? Like, the camera worked for me at yeah, all times because yeah, having complete control meant you could swivel around. If you manage to get the camera inside a building, you can then see who's inside the building yeah. before you're yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. Like from a stealth perspective and an exploration perspective, it works. But from a combat perspective, totally get it. It totally doesn't work. I. I think I maybe I, subconsciously worked around it by if I needed to change the camera, I die, I dodge, and then it kind of puts everything in slow mo anyway. So you you know do the jump dive thing, okay. and then you can move the camera around whilst you're doing the aiming. Um, I didn't even realize I was doing that until you guys talked about it. <laughs> for me, I, I felt myself wishing for a Diablo like camera where it's mm. like if it was just locked at that forty five, 
and then everything was built yeah. around it. But yeah, because I just had a little bit of trouble, uh, especially in firefights, because sometimes you'll be like, oh, I got to move over to that place. And then you forget to push the right stick and hold L2. And so you just wonk your camera out in the middle of nowhere. But that might be a Dave problem. Okay, um, we should back up a little bit. So, um, the way the perks work in this is kind of like a Fallout system, where there's it's not tied to a stat like the special, but it is like, you know, oh, here's uh, plus 10% on your reload. Here's, you know, you get extra bartering, uh, stuff like that. Craig, you, you look very stealthy, right? Um, I went, like, the exact opposite, where it was posse, reload speed, um... And then just money. And that brings me... Uh, Luke, what build did you use? I think it was pretty similar to you, Dave. Yeah, I, I didn't mess about any stealth unless I had to. It was, um, but just to add, though, that I uh, I followed the trophy guide. Well, I had a lot of problems with this game and I had to restart it. So I got maybe halfway through and then thought, right, if I've got to do it again from scratch, I'll just follow the trophy guide and pick up anything. Mm -hmm. But part of the trophy system is like you have to do set or there'll be two or three different uh, options and you have to get two out of the three or three out of the three. So I, I did a lot of saves and went back and forth. So I've played kind of both styles, but mostly I followed similar sort of path to you where if, unless I had to stealth, you were getting shot in the face. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. The gentleman's approach. The wild, the wild west gentleman. <laughs> um, Just, just play Shadow... Just I think we should do Shadow Tactics. I did! I played Shadow Tactics, and the best guy that. was the samurai that would just walk <laughs> up and stab people. God damn it! Same, same, same thing, Dave. <laughs> uh, um, oh. um, Alright, so pulling it back a little bit, I do want to talk about the, uh, the way this looks. Mm. I think that this runs into kind of a same problem as Disco Elysium. Where the art style looks really cool, but it sometimes makes everything look muddy. Like, for me, oddly, sometimes it was hard for me to find things, like a hatch or, you know, a, a crate or, oh, is that something on the desk? Oh, no, it's just decoration. Like, I had a lot of trouble being precise with this art style. What about you guys? Um, I had some trouble if there's a mission objective to pick up x y or z yeah. or find x y or z I, I absolutely struggled to pick it out and and i would a couple of times and i don't feel bad saying it like googled i yeah. am at this like walk through to, and it's like pick up the note that's on the desk and yeah. i'm like how the exactly the same. Like, yeah yeah you know i never ever noticed but yeah muddy wise and stuff i took it as a kind of general western downtrodden tone thing yeah but again i'm very forgiving for with this kind of thing question well, for you um, when did you notice it though because for me it wasn't until like chapter four and then i it, it occurred to me am i noticing this because i'm now looking for other things in the game and it's been too long like, i I think this game is maybe it, it could have been cut down a bit um that that is something i want to touch on like the length of it but uh, for me, actually, I noticed it in Pigman's chapter because okay, yeah, there so was just some things then, yeah. that I was trying to find. And I'm like, man, where the hell is it? I think it was a side <laughs> quest that I was doing. And then, like, Craig, you Google it. And it's like, oh, it's three feet to my left. Okay. I, I think <laughs> I messaged uh, either the group or Craig and said this scheme would really have benefited from something like Divinity where you can hold the button and it brings out yeah. that search circle. 
I, I, I kept on tr- doing that like subconsciously. Like, oh, it's not <laughs> <in this> <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, even even looting bodies can be a bit of a pain in the butt. Yeah. In this, I um, just on looting bodies and stuff like that. When I did go on a bit of a killing spree, it led to intense inventory management, swapping yeah. things between my party and the horse and me and my party members and the horse to try and figure out what the hell I was doing because you can scrap weapons and if it's a one-star weapon, it's better scrapping it because you get more ammo back yeah, than you would the money if you tried buy. to buy ammo. Yeah. But if it's two stars, you're as well selling it. And I got to the point where I just ended up scrapping everything, sending all my junk to the horse and scrap everything else that I could because it's it's quite a challenge. I um once I found the gun I liked, everything got scrapped. Like everything I had uh, for my posse, I had like one upgraded shotgun for one person, one upgraded rifle, and then I took the uh, the twelve shot revolver. Uh, did you guys have a gun that you're like, oh, I like this one? Uh, the bow. I had a five-star bow, the bow of Ra or some shit like that, and it was amazing. It might not have been Ra because that sounds oddly not Western, but uh, <laughs> it was something that was that's like an Assassin's Creed Origins bow. Um, yeah, the bow, and if the bow failed, it was a rifle, for, uh, long range, whatever had the longest range of rifleage. So what about in um, out of curiosity, your approach, like how did it deal with boss fights where they know where <laughs> yeah. you are, you're not stealthing? So that at that point it is it's forced, it's probably it's not it's absolutely not a complaint, but it's a slight not oh god, is it a disappointment? Maybe yeah. So that the way sometimes this manifests itself is that you like you're in chapter one. I didn't kill the main boss of chapter one at all. I, as I said, I managed to sneak out in and back out with my husband without alerting Shelby or whatever his name was. Yeah, Shelby, you got it. Yeah, you can kill Shelby Cross. You can kill him in, in Chapter 1. If you don't, he comes back in Chapter 2 as, uh, what's that word? A vendetta. Okay, he yeah. He has a vendetta for you. And he also, yeah, he does, you were about to say, he appears as a bounty as well if, if you don't pick it up. But as soon as you're in a scenario with him, you can capture any bounties. You can sneak in. You can dunt them on the head with your revolver handle or whatever, like to junk, and then carry them back to the jail and you get some reputation and money for it. But some of them are just plain refuses to let you do that. You cannot capture Shelby Cross. You have to kill him. And in that case, I uh, decided that, you know, the best course of action was to accept the fate and shoot him in the face. Um, that was kind of the only, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the only thing you can. If the if the game tells you, you the, your only option out of this is either to die or shoot this person in the face, I'll just shoot him in the face. See the um, like the first boss, you can basically just, and I think this might be a bug in the game. There's a lot of bugs in this game, um, but you can sneak up behind him and knock him out. But it doesn't like finish the mission, so you can just shoot him, but he won't wake up. So you'll take like ten <laughs> shots. So you could just, but you oh, could do that with a couple that. of the bosses. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. if you manage to knock them out, that's it over. They don't they don't wake mm-hmm. up, and you can do whatever you like with them. That sounds also, wrong. In in fairness <laughs> to the game, I know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'm getting flashbacks to college and being drunk, Luke. Because did you do something? What? <laughs> I, thought, I thought we don't talk about that. Oh Are right. You... Okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, that was a dirty the, laugh, Dave. Whoa! 
the story reason, the story which I will accept, and I've only just remembered, is for people like Shelby, he turns into the big creepy werewolfy, whatever you call that animal. He is one of those people. The and sirens. The game. Whatever the big lanky werewolfy well, type yeah, thing is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the sirens. So he's one of them. And it, the game tells you that the jails can't contain that type of person. So I, okay, so at least there's a story reason for it. There's a story reason. I know. I'm 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 nitpicking. I'm nitpicking. I love this fucking it's, game. It's, I, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. Like like <laughs> overall, I had a fun experience with this. It's just that like, oh guys, I can't wait to see what you do next. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's because, where I'm at. Yeah. Um. Did. It, any of you guys have massive bugs with this game? Like no, I had so, no problems. I, same, and I was looking desperate because <laughs> you said towards the end that there was bugs and stuff. And I've experienced. I've played Thronebreaker chapter one and two flawless. Chapter three crashed every fifteen fucking minutes. Yeah, and I got my really Pathfinder badge. I I just bought Thronebreaker. Um, so <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I th- yeah, I'm not sure if this is an Xbox thing, but it seemed to be to do with the characters that could transform or had abilities that like shifted across the world. So like Pigman, for example, or the werewolf. But yeah, basically, my game constantly either things wouldn't be able to be picked up, or like I had th- weird things with inventory. So like I'd have to like a quest item. I'd have like thirteen or fourteen out of fifteen, for example, for the wolf bane, um, uh-huh. and could I fuck pick up another one? And I had to revert back to oh, like no. previous. I honestly think I've lost about twenty hours playing this game. Like, but Oof. it's no. just I it I don't know what was going on with my save or oh. or whatnot, but it was just like so frustrating. I don't I don't think I've had a game that buggy ever. It's yeah, just, well. I am so excited to hear you talk about Thronebreaker, unless they've updated it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that game, that game, Thronebreaker is excellent. Like, I'm not joking. Thronebreaker is a fucking. Oh, I thought beast we were going on like if, you, a... if you've seen bugs, then <laughs> you've not. Well, seen oh bugs. no, yeah, yeah. If you've seen bugs, then it, like Thronebreaker is flawless until one point where it just goes, "Oh, we ran out of time to fix all of this." <laughs> so when you stand in snow, it crashes. <laughs> um, the the two things I noticed about Weird West that were slightly either because I was paying extra attention, I thought I am going to spot anything, and the only beats it skipped were sometimes if I went into my inventory, my inventory would be empty until I closed it out and then opened it up again, and then it would populate. Oh, I didn't even get that. And the only other thing I noticed was every so often, either on a a town load or something. There might have been a slight stutter, but just a, like a jugga 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 jugga. I wish it was that simple. Maybe it was the <laughs> yeah, Xbox that, version because one of the well, how did you guys find the autosave feature, which is a great feature, I love it, but it didn't. The the version I was playing didn't know what the previous save. So you'd go like you'd you'd fuck up an encounter and you'd be like, ah, oh, just load last save, and you'd be like, boom, you've just lost four hours. Like what is oh, going no. on? Like oof. it just, oh, no. it just didn't, no. it didn't work. And then the next time it would be fine. So I, I stopped using the quick save feature and it was like hard save, right? 
like write it down on a bit of paper like when did i save what is this to do with oh my god and then uh yeah i also tried to get all the trophies and one of them bugged and i'm like i'd right that's it i'm just i'm just mainlining this story i'm like but the thing is i was so i like i love the game so much that i i put that effort into it i guess it's like your pathfinder dave you know i, I don't think most people would yeah, tolerate yeah. it yeah. Um, okay, so the worst I had was every once in a while, I would have a party member that just wouldn't move. And that was it. <laughs> if I left and came back, it was like, okay, they're fine. So yeah, I, I didn't have any crashes. The autosaves. By the way, who needs five autosaves? Me. It's just Me. weird. Uh, one that works would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I've got a very rigid... Dave, I think you've said before, I have a PC-style way of saving things. I have... Hard saves at key points, auto saves for when I need them, quick saves forever. If I could have unlimited saves, I would. And I don't save scum my way through most things, but sometimes it's nice just to have them. Like now I've got a hard save at the start of every chapter. So if I do feel like dipping in and getting, you know, some of the protector trophies, I can. Now I had one save file. And no, you just, didn't, because there's five autosaves. <laughs> yeah, there's five autosaves. No, I, I deleted but, um, the other four. <laughs> every time. Uh, no, Luke, but that might have been... I might have ran <laughs> into that, but I didn't use quick saves or quick loads at all. Okay, I right. just kind of took my lumps when I died. And, well, no. Um, speaking of, how much did you guys die? I died a metric buttload in this. I don't think I died very much at all. Why? I never died. <laughs> okay, so I may be a bit brash, but I I, I want to say maybe 50 times. Because, you know, you're, you're Dave. You rush in going, yeehaw, partner! And then, and then everybody in town comes to you and you're like, well, that was a mistake. Let's try it again this way. And yeah, I, I just, you know, ran into combat a lot. Speaking of running I, into combat, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, I was just—I was going to tell you a story because you just made me think of something that was horrible. But there is a trophy for clearing a town. Oh yeah, uh, that one's really ghost on. town trophy. Yeah, I—I uh, I didn't get that trophy until post game. I thought, you know what? I'll just go to a wee town and I'll clear it. I didn't know I would have to clear the schoolhouse as well. So here's me chasing kids with a shot, a shotgun, <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to kill everyone. Um, <laughs> and I just felt like A, terrible B, oddly American and C, I hated myself at that specific <laughs> moment in time um, yeah uh, so town clearing and stuff it was an alien concept to me dying, I didn't die but I was so careful and I did I, as I say, see if I was playing the episode where I had to save my husband if I got caught and I had to do a runner I would just quick load the start of the level again oh because you're crazy again. Mm. no because that's the way to do things no um speaking of being crazy is it just me or would melee be awful to run oh, in this yeah. game yeah it's just it's just a it's just a weird the only person that gets away with melee is pigman's yeah. companion that oh, is Big a Man tank Joe. Yeah, yeah, like he's an absolute beast of a tank that just walks well, up to people and just starts hitting them in the face with a shovel. But Pigman himself, like you, like when you play him, you've got a hundred health. But when you pick him up as a side character, he's got like, yeah, like three hundred and eighty. <laughs> yeah, you're like, hey, that's not fair. Well, like that was my that was where I really started to solidify on the build because there was no way to make yourself tougher in melee. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. 
All right, so we've been dancing around the story. Uh, Craig's been shooting our feet, and he's like, dance! And we've been dancing around it for a bit. Um, that's kind of how we feel about mechanics. Mechanics are going to come up as we talk about the story, but this is kind of it. We're going to uh, kick the barn door open on spoilers. Boy, it was really hard to come up with something thematic there. Um, all right, so on broad strokes, does anybody have any thoughts about the story? I've got a question. Again, this is an open question that if you guys think I'm an idiot, I will absolutely cut. Um, but I, I am 37. I'm not a 15-year-old emo that thinks everything's cool and college is deep and stuff. <laughs> but I really liked... Yeah, but I really liked the idea of the game referring to this passenger that the f five different characters have is actually you. And... When you meet certain people, they already know that there's a, a passenger uh, that's you that ends up being the main baddie. And I thought that was a really, like, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before, but it was a really nice way to tie in separate chapters with separate characters that you can go back and revisit someone you've previously played. And they're like, oh, you've got that mark too. And then you meet someone else and they're like, I don't know if I spoke to you when you were you or you were them and all this. I kind of just, I get sucked into that kind of thing because I thought, this is really kind of a fucking cool story. Well, I haven't heard it put so unelegantly in my entire life. Oh, um, hold on, hold, hold, hold your, uh, hold your beard, Dave. Here we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I find it really moving. End of. Sorry, what was the question? No, the question was, how did you think about the whole, you know, having a passenger and it be like an entity that continued across all characters that you kind of think is you, but it's an external entity, but it, it makes you kind of more connected to the story. Like, I genuinely, I, I was such a sucker for it. It took, yeah, I, I wasn't that, I, I love the way that like, like the witch and stuff were like referred to you as the passenger and you straight away that you weren't, yeah, like, as you said, that was great. I, I didn't know where it was going until the end, and I really liked the way they did that to then make the character that you are, that you, you didn't realize you were, then have the final choices. I thought that was a really elegant way of doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a cool concept. Uh, yeah. Maybe dragged on a bit, but yeah. yeah. I think my, my one letdown... Sorry, Dave, before you ask the question about who's your favorite person, on that note, for the ending should i talk about this now or do you want to wait until the ending chat i don't know what you're gonna say oh shoot shoot dude <laughs> okay Go. my one disappointment was much like how i wasn't disappointed with mass effect 3 in the slightest um oh because i genuinely wasn't at the end you could have murdered everyone in the west you could have killed everyone in the wild west except when it got to the end it came down to a quiz and if you reacted with heart, you know, the, the people were like, oh, he's a changed man. We can feel things. But you've murdered everyone. Much like Mass Effect, you're really, like, you've done three games worth of stuff and you basically have to jump into one of three tubes to end it. <laughs> yeah, you go to whatever tube has Garrus in it and then you make <laughs> sweet, sweet love while the universe yeah. burns. Fine so, by me. I from like I, I liked it and I liked the fact that you know it, it took you to that that point where you you had the definitive say in what happened to the world but it just it, it, like the rest of the game like the rest of the RPG side of things it was, it was reasonably thin and it didn't really depend on 
most of your previous choices. Yeah, it, it it wasn't a culmination of your actions. It was whatever mood you're feeling right now. Yeah, yeah. You could have been you could have been goody two shoes throughout the whole game, and then at the end went fuck it, kill everyone. Yeah, no, but that that's exactly the like that's why I love the the way they presented it because it's like the whole shock of like actually you've been set up to do this task by yourself, but you've you've forcibly removed all memory so that you can make a decision based on the experiences of five different people. Yeah, it's totally like it's it, a bit it, weak. It's but at the same time, yeah, go for it. Yeah. I was going to say, it's basically relying on you not gaming the system. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it, it's, it's asking you honestly as your character, and meaning you the player, okay, based on what you did, what do you think should happen? As opposed to it being, well, this is how you played, this is your consequence. It's a total bonkers scenario. Imagine like imagine waking up to consciousness and being like, "Hey, these twenty other people are you're going to choose if they live or die based on the last like three months of your life." Here's a few questions. Um, Go for it. Did anyone kill the Clifton? Did whatever his name? Essex, got all three Essex, Essex yep. Mast. <laughs> Carrollton. Essex Mast. I think his name. Oh is. yeah. Did Did anyone kill him? No. Mm-hmm. He told me some funny jokes. Did you guys he... not quick save and then do all three endings? No, no, I didn't. I mean, I di- oh, hang on, three. I I killed him and got the bad end and and got the good. End. Is there a third? There's three. There's one is like you keep the wild west going. The second is that you destroy the whole wild west, which is so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you do the first one, everybody becomes mortal. The twenty one become mortal and then eventually die. If you do the second one, the whole weird west. Uh, ends the world just ends and everybody dies including the 21 the third one is one of the other two but you can choose to kill the last that 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 guy um oh, and he okay. becomes like a sacrifice i, I didn't really follow that one fully oh, but okay yeah it, the last save you have the last auto save is just in the tunnel so you can go back and do all three it takes like mm-hmm. five minutes to get all three endings and all the trophies yeah. you Sons of do you, do you want to know what the thickest gaming move I've ever made in a long time was? So you're in a game, you find out there's 21 immortal people. Blackjack! And, yep, 21, blackjack, there's a 10, there's an ace, you're fucked. And there's 21 immortal people, you've been guided to go and meet them and you have to make the final decision. Well, my quick save was just before I go through the door with the heathen standing right in front of me. And my first try at changing things was to reload my quick save, and then I tried to kill the immortal person. <laughs> so here's me, like, 100 shotgun rounds later, like, nothing's happening on screen. I'm like, why wouldn't you... D- oh, wait, you're immortal, fuck. <laughs> I have, I have a couple a questions. potato move. Yes. For you guys. Number one. Isn't this just a slight twist on Prey? Not play that. Sorry. Prey? Uh-huh. As in the original Prey? No, as in Arcane Prey. <clears throat> no. You don't think this is a slight twist on the story of Prey? Where you're playing as somebody that is oh, inhabiting... story. Right, sorry. <laughs> I think this is actually played a lot better. Do we just this hear is played you think? a lot better than it is. In... No, no, yeah, that's, that's my thinking noise. I'll have you know, I have many noises, and all of them are for sale on thebetfect.com. Oh, wow. Um, Donors get 10% off. 
we have no donors. <laughs> like, what the fuck I'm, I'm at organ donors. Oh. 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 Okay, fine. Yeah, well, we're I, in that market uh, as well. <laughs> I get you where you, what you're meaning about Prey, but Prey has other cooler things going on. This is the this is the thing that this has going on. And this is what you've been building up to. I suppose you are doing that in Prey as well. Yeah. Fuck. Um. Okay. Oh, fuck you, Dave. Okay. Ten so, on a Saturday night, and you're making me think. Okay. So yeah, like while I really like the story. Uh, to me, it seems like somebody played Kotor and then somebody made Prey and went, eh, mash them both. Um, I think it would be more interesting if you, the player, were the passenger, like for real, as opposed to you not being the passenger. No, 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 you wouldn't. You're saying that to be argumentative. You wouldn't prefer that at all because you hate things that make you try to realize you. Like, the end of Hotline Miami, you're like, fuck you. I'm no, not American. No, no. And all this. <laughs> no, I hate Hotline Miami because of how pretentious and how much it loves the smell of its own stinky farts. I Yeah, imagine imagine you got to the end of this game and it turned in and went, you, you're the problem. Recycle. No, 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 I don't mean in, <laughs> I don't mean in a spec ops the line douchey yeah. way. Okay. I, I, I meant it as in... If you were the passenger that was trying, you were the outward force trying to change the weird west. Because the moment they're like, oh no, your name is Aleph, you're like, oh. Oh, so I'm just a person. Um, I also had a you little. Mean in in oh, like a black and white kind of way? Sort of, yes. As in, okay. these people are being controlled by a force, they have no idea what it is. Never necessarily call it out. But those first uh, conversations you have with, I almost said, like, what, what was her name? The Witch of the Waste? Um, the Wandering Witch? What, what's her name? The Heathen? The Heathen. It's something heathen-y. The way she and then what turns out to be your daughter are talking to you, it feels like they are addressing you, the person playing the game, because they're aware of things because they're immortal. Right? If it would have kept that as opposed to them still talking to a character, I think I would have appreciated it more. Okay. Because, I mean, with the whole paranormal thing going on, I think that works great. Um, I'm I, also... Oh, God. I, no, I did, I'm just like on a slight note, and it's not a major disagreement, but I, I buck against quite hard any fourth wall breaking material in games like i so and i so can't take it like i'm playing a game to <laughs> escape my fucked up brain i don't want to be reminded that i'm me i want Ooh. to play someone else i, I don't think they necessarily else. needed to even call it out that it was you controlling them okay so like you the player would have been the brand and who you decide to play as they end up being branded because you're controlling them yeah, but do you not think then it, it, it culminates quite nicely with it being an actual, like, sixth party that's... Because those wee interstitial videos between each chapter where they turn you around to the next portrait... Oh, oh, are amazing! Yeah, like, I watched the first three of them and I was like, what's going on? By the fourth one, I was like, hang on a second. Still didn't know what was happening, like... 
I love the fact that I didn't know what was happening until I got to the end. Like, I, I, I don't, no, no I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, like, like I, I didn't quite get a grok on the story super early. Uh-huh. I want to say it was like by maybe the werewolf chapter. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, I think yeah, I got this. Um, I, I, I don't know if I'm on the same wavelength as you, Dave. I, 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 I kind of thought like the, the, the passenger isn't controlling the character. You're, you're just living the lives of five people that have been chosen to kind of decide if a weird West is worth keeping Ooh. or not. No, I think the passenger is controlling them because they are constantly going on about how they don't remember some things that they did while they were branded. I, I didn't see it that way. I thought it was, I thought it was like the brand is there. Well, maybe you're right. Actually. Shit. Yeah. I think you're right. I never looked at Yeah, like that, I think it was yeah, literally totally. somebody jumping into like like a mortal shell situation. But, but the name like the passenger. Is... <laughs> you would think it would Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're big fans of the Michael Hutchins song, I guess. I don't know. That it's weird. What? Um Who the fuck is my um the, is that not um Eggy Pop? Yeah, it's Eggy Pop. No. I um, thought it was the, the on Batman the Forever soundtrack. It was Michael Hutchins. Um, yeah. It's Eggy Pop. Drive through the Hold on. I that I gotta Google. Alright, the passenger is a song by Michael Hutchins in 1995. You want me? No, he popped it in the late 70s. Is it the same song? Does it go like na 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 I am the passenger and it read and it read. Oh yeah, he must have redone it then. City at night, backside. Yeah, okay, yeah. So uh, Michael Hudson's redid a uh, Iggy Pop song. I didn't know it was an Iggy Pop song. Okay, all I'm right. leaving all that in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Only if you keep. I, I guess the, uh, some of it fixes. is just. I didn't like the twist at the end, like the fact that it's just these people, and I was I was expecting an outward malevolent like Lovecraftian god thing. Oh. No, no, because it, like I totally get like see if in Lovecraft, if you forgot the fact that there was a giant tentacled thing in the sea, this is very much like a small exclusive cult. I love that. Like it was oh, just yes, a, yes. a small group of people determining what happens to the entire world. It's called the Illuminati, is, Craig. It's probably also called real life, if we come <laughs> to think about it. And the but let's not acknowledge let let's not acknowledge that right now. But they're putting fluoride in our water, Craig. We can't ignore this any longer. To arms, patriots! Oh, wait. You're, you're calling no one to arms. Oh, damn it. Um, yeah, so so that's also just a personal thing. I think, on the whole, this game starts off with a banger of a hook. And the fact that, unless you're really tuned in, you're not figuring it out until a ways in. Um, There's enough so going on with the, uh, the character plot so to kind of keep you occupied yeah. and not think about it like go yeah, to save you're your you're husband quite from distracted. cannibals and like what what are all these monsters yeah yeah i've got a question and it's ve- it's i don't know it's pace pace level but you were talking about like the start to finish and not figuring out in the start i spent a good 20 hours on jane the first chapter and every chapter I played after that, the time diminished greatly. Like the second chapter was six hours, the third chapter was five, because it feels like once you've explored all the towns and you've done all the thing, until you pick up the ability to speak to ghosts, it's 
you've expl- you've done all your exploration, so it's all about hitting the the quests. Maybe uh, yeah, I pretty, don't know. Pretty much, I think this is another weakness of the game uh, where that stuff would have felt fresh if all the maps didn't look exactly the same or slight variations. Like hundred percent. Yeah, after you've done the first the first character's journey, you've done probably ninety five percent of the maps. Well, I I had the idea of like, and boy, the fact that I'm thinking about this is bad news. What if it did? I a hope. F- I hope you're gonna think what I was gonna say. I hate when you do this. Oh, just fucking say it. Just and then at the end, just say, I agree. <laughs> Rather than what that. I'm gonna say, if if you say like uh, Ubisoft, if you say yes. Ubisoft yes. style, yes, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Each chapter has an area. The uh-huh. protector it's, has it's an area. It's taken what eight years, but you guys have finally become one. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. If if Jane has like the bottom left. And then Pigman Joe has that middle area around the tr- the trough, and then you mm-hmm. had um I can't remember what is his name Across Rivers has that Pro- area. Yeah. On you, the right, you could yeah. have had it where there's always something new to explore, as opposed to well, there's no time limit on you finding your husband. You just kind of go everywhere. Yeah, I like there's no time limit on finding my husband, which sounds like a pressing thing. If my husband was missing, I'd be like looking for him. But <laughs> my Jane spent fifty days just generally exploring, trading with people, breaking into you know like jewelry shops and banks and stuff like that. Like she travelled the world, so that by the time I saved my husband, already knew everything. I had so much money. I had oh, yeah. so many good weapons. The, the rest of it became more story-driven. I don't know if that was by design. It could have been a conscious tor- choice. I don't, I don't think it is because they want you to re-explore some areas and do some side quests with each character. Um, that was something else I would like to bring up as a minor complaint is why is like Grackle the only place that has an ammo shop? I went to every town. Like, I filled in the oh, map. And there's, that, I think, two towns that have ammo? Yeah, shops. I noticed yeah, that as well, yeah. I noticed that as well, but I didn't have a problem because I had hundreds of bullets. Um, and if you try and sell, you can sell guns. For some strange reason, you can sell guns to tailors. Well, you know, they're always in the market for a good shooting I, iron. I just dismantled all the weapons and then you got like two or three bullets back from each. And I was only, by the time I was near the end, I was killing most enemies and like less bullets yeah. than it took to take them down. Yeah. I've oh, got, I was killing tentative, so many people. Oh God. I've got a tentative idea, which may or may not float, but I robbed both the gun shops twice in my entire playthrough and I Why? cleared. Why? Like, what? Well, because they're, they're full of guns and. Bows and money and everything. Yeah, I I camped outside the town and I went back in and sold them the next day back to the gun shop. You didn't need them, Craig. I know, but it was was good for money. I ended the game in so much money, I don't know why I did that. You can't say it was good for money, but I ended with so much money, I didn't need it. I know, but... Okay, but it's it was a game breaking amount of money and weapons I ended with. I didn't take it. I know, but I didn't take advantage of it. But maybe there's not a weapon shop in every town because, my golly, if you get into that chest, oof, it's a yeah, lot of money. There were Did plenty you guys of see the UFO? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw it. <laughs> no idea what it's, it's about. Just, no it idea. popped in my head. 
I ran about it for it to, like, I saw it, took a screen capture of it, and I was running after it for ages. Could not figure out what it was about. Do you guys not know what it's a reference to? Well, no. I found it later on crashed, but I still couldn't interact with it, but no idea what it's oh. a reference to. So, it's a reference to a couple things. Number one, I think it's a reference to the, the movie Cowboys vs. Aliens. And okay. number two, on the gameplay front, uh, in the first Fallout, there was a, a random encounter where you would find a downed spaceship and you could get laser guns. Uh, and so the I whole time, that, I'm like there yeah. for 12 minutes going, where's the hatch? I want laser guns. Where's that? And then there's no hatch. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Um, okay. Weird fast. So, um, who's your favorite character? Uh, the Protector, uh, Cross Rivals. Okay. Uh, Luke. I liked Jane. Plain Jane. I'm I'm with Luke Jane mainly because she looks like the bounty hunter from Darkest Dungeon. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, talking uh, Darkest Dungeon. Sorry, slight tangent. Uh, narrator, good shit. Yeah, good job. The narrator yeah. is very good. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, I almost wish there was more to narrate because of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I like to cross rivals a because he had a bow. And B, because his storyline actually led to some spooky shit. I, I like him. And and in the last chapter, you have to dig him out of a grave because he's been buried yeah. alive. Yeah. Like, man, man, that guy's a legend. So did you guys um, turn yeah. him into the Wendigo? Because there's two paths for him. No, 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 no. I had a small problem on that front. So I noticed the trophy of being turned into a Wendigo, right? Wendigo's And I'm like... Yeah, uh, and... Uh, a Mimi. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> may, may, sir. Um, may, may. <laughs> And I, I, I made it in there, and I killed the Wendigo, and I chopped off his head. And then I'm like, but wait, how do I become a Wendigo? And I ran around the room getting everything, because I'm like, oh, maybe it's if you pick up everything... You become a Wendigo because of the greed and all that jazz? It's the hardest um, achievement to get in the game. You have to do a very specific path, um, and you have to do it from the get-go of that chapter. Well, that's not fun. You so, probably yes, have a I did not become it, a Wendigo. Yeah. Oh, it's Normal. fine. It, it wasn't that big a deal. Um, I do think his might have been the best chapter, like if you took them all as mm -hmm. a episodic thing. Yeah. His was oh, yeah. probably my favorite. Yeah, it, it was cool because it had, you know, like, haunted house. It had <laughs> real proper weird underground shit going on. Spoopy yeah. music. I, I, yeah, I really liked it. And, and the general outcome was good. A bow and arrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he didn't use one. Mm -hmm. He used a 12-shot revolver that he picked up from Jane. Sweet. <laughs> 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 um, I, I also... Uh, the Onirist is probably... My third choice, just because it was nice to be able to go and get everybody and be like, oh, hey, there's a purpose. You all need to be together. Yeah. That kind of thing. So if you turn across rivers into a Wendigo, how does that work? You pick up his dead body from the graveyard in the town. Oh, okay. You can you can literally pick If Jane died, you can pick up a dead body and dump it on the stone at the end. Yeah, it's just it's just a it's a more difficult way to do, deal with it. Everyone could have died, 
and you still just dig up their corpses and take them to the the end ritual site. Out of curiosity, was is there a way in the game to resurrect somebody? Don't I don't I don't think so. Because when a when a posse member dies, they don't automatically like get shunted out of the party. They're still in the party. And I wasn't sure if there was some weird way you could resurrect uh, somebody. Uh, weird. I see what you did there. And ah. no, you can't. Well, that's a bit of a disappointment. Um, oh, okay. Does anybody have anything else they want to talk about in terms of the gameplay mechanics or story before we start wrapping this sucker up? The music's pretty good. What it takes little a dip there in is. The first third. It takes a dip in the first third. But by the time you get to a Crush Rivers, again, the reason he's the best character is that chapter has the best music as well. Like, I yeah, I was really disappointed because I wanted like a Red Dead Two, Red Dead Revolver kind of Western twang going on the whole entire time. Most of this game is silent. How so I, cool I was, was the animation screen for when you traveled with the horse? I still love oh, that yeah, at the end of that the was game. Good. That was yeah. oh yeah. I also, the music that chimes in when one of your friends for life yeah. comes oh, yeah. into the yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. Fucking brilliant yeah. music, honestly. I also how, want to give a, a... Oh, God. Uh, how creepy was that? The daughter, the girl, like, she was quite, like, show up and she's... Oh, I liked her. dead bodies. You're like, okay, <laughs> let's leave this area <laughs> as quick as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I um I do want to give a major props to whoever did the artwork for this game. the The artwork is fantastic. I I almost think the artwork is so good the in game graphics let it down a bit. Because when you get um when you get up on those every once in a while you'll get like the slow mo kill and you actually see the character models. You're like, oh ooh, yeah. Ooh. You get an almost sniper elite testicle shot of someone dying. Except it's a mannequin with dead eyes and no mouth. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, it sounds like we're all pretty mixed, except for Craig. So, both of us are pretty mixed. Um, So, in the end, guys, give me your final thoughts on Weird West, and would you recommend it? (gasps) Uh, I'll go first, if that's okay, okay, Luke. Because I think I'll be positive, and then you can just burn me out afterwards. I thought this was a fantastic... RPG experience like I really enjoyed playing this if you're a fan of things like Desperados Wasteland as I said like um, you know Shadow Tactics anything like that it's a great game that just scratches an itch if because there's not a lot of games comes out like this that's if that's the genre you're into there's not a lot comes out uh, a few minor glitches and no technical difficulties, but more more just like a few niggles and gameplay. But overall, it's an absolute banger of a first attempt from a studio. And I heartily recommend it. All right, Luke, counterpoint. Um, I think I'm mostly agree. Even like uh, normally I'm pretty hard on games when they've got bugs that... But even with the bugs, I still really enjoyed this game. I think it was a little bit too long. Um, it needed a little bit more variety or work on the skills and combat side of it. But for the ending um, and where that goes, yeah, it's well worth playing. Um, I think if you are going to try it, maybe maybe look into the Xbox version having bugs because I think you guys played PlayStation, I played Xbox. Yeah. 
Um, and I did find note of other people having similar problems to me, so maybe it's just an Xbox thing. But um, yeah, definitely worth picking up. And thank you for the suggestion, whoever suggested it. On an odd note, um, did you buy Thronebreaker on PS5? <laughs> Xbox. Okay, well, that, that might be good. If Thronebreaker has no bugs... It's a direct, you know, <laughs> opposition to this. So nice I'm, I'm rooting, I'm rooting for you. Or maybe you got the secret DLC, Craig, where if you have a cyberpunk save on your system, it replicates <laughs> what it was like to play cyberpunk. I not like I played Thronebreaker not long before before I played cyberpunk. Cyberpunk crashed like single figure times in the entire playthrough. Thronebreaker was multiple times an hour, and the game is good enough. Absolutely good enough to put up with it. It's so good. I like. Tell me how you get on with it because it's it's good. Makes me want to play it again. Uh, apart, I, from the I, I mean, like at the last. Normally, I buy like one game a month. The last month, I've bought Cyberpunk, Thronebreaker, Phoenix Wright, and I've got Horizon for you to play it. So, right, oh, but it's, it's further down than the all list. All of those are really good games. But fuck, I I play like maybe ten hours a week and most of those. <laughs> Okay, all right, so by the end of the year. year. (laughs) 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 All right. Um, Oddly enough, playing this game, the the game that made me want to play was Mutant Year Zero again. Um, I I don't think this twin-stick shooter part of it worked great for heated firefights. For stealth, I'm sure it worked fantastic because you could take your time, you can line up shots. It was a bit squiffy when you're in heated firefights. But... I think this is one of those things where, like you said, Craig, there's so little games like this, and the flavor and the charm are right up Dave's alley, and that is a euphemism for something. You can make it whatever you want. Um, So, yeah, I would recommend this, but like Luke said, definitely check into Bugs. Um, I think this has a problem that kind of links it with Ghostwire Tokyo. And that is, the more time you spend in the world, the less interesting the world becomes. And it's kind of weird that we had two games that kind of share that same fault. But when no, you're... No, 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 We did that on purpose. There's always a, oh, yes, there's always yes. a reason. <laughs> that we um, find the theme. Accidentally, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, in the first chapter, when you're playing as Jane and the whole world is new, this is it's, it's an amazing experience. By the time you get to the werewolf... You're like, all right, enough of this. I'm just going to mainline it. So I, I, I guess I guess then the, I would also agree with Luke in that it could be shorter. I don't I don't think you should cut out a story, but maybe trim it up a bit, I guess. Um, I know Wolf Eye Studio is going to listen to us talk about it. Um, but yes, I'm very it's kind it's kind of uh, like a Plague Tale situation where it's like, all right, your first thing was good. I really can't wait to see you guys do something for your second attempt. I, I I hope they kind of stay in this vein because there ain't nothing like it, really. Unless you want to go old school and do you don't know, fall out. Do you know, I've been thinking about this and I don't want to put words into developers' mouths or anything like that or games or whatever. But imagine how cool it would be doing, like, you've got Weird West and then you've got, like, Weird Renaissance and then Weird something. Oh, that's such a good idea. You know, like like that. That's such a good idea. Uh, if we ever get to the medieval, excellent. Uh, okay, so, uh, thank you very much for listening. Next up, we have 
one game that I'm really excited to and one game I'm giving the old side eye, but I'm curious about, and that is FTL and Stellaris. And we're going to pair that up with Steel Rising because there's going to be a theme there somewhere, by golly. Um, if you would like to play along with us, that would be great. If you take a picture of your TV and send us in your high scores, we will send you a badge that you can sew onto your members-only jacket uh, that says, I played Stellaris. So, other than that, guys... Okay, you know what? Let, let's do something a little different here. Instead of saying goodnight... Mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, Luke, I, I think you're still iffy on which one you're going to be on, but you're, you're going to call out which one you think you're going to enjoy the most out of FTL, Stellaris, or Steel Rising. I'm going to go with Stellaris just because I think I've heard more about it, but I don't, that's okay. a weak, weak decision. <laughs> hey, I pick sports teams because I like their colors and that ain't too bad. <laughs> I'll make a meme out of this, don't you? <laughs> um, I, I just if you've asked, I don't know if you've asked me the same question because you didn't seem to follow that up at all. You just left a blank space, so I'll fill it. Uh, FTL and Stellaris scratch tiny itches. Like if my pinky was itching, it would it would be FTL and Stellaris. But if my entire body was itchy, still rising, will scratch it, or it might Ooh. not. Oh, and but, and because I've played it, FTL is a fucking banger. I I am really excited to play FTL again. Oh, I've played it for a wee while, but it got no, don't no. Like, don't say anything. No, don't say okay, anything. okay. All right. So anyway, thank you very much for listening. And Craig, Luke, y'all come back now. You hear? <laughs>